Welcome to the Gen Z Stoic, episode 18, where today we're going to be talking about gratitude. I'm your co-host, Ren. I'm your co-host, Mateo. And let's get right into it today. Um, so, we talk about gratitude. I'm sure that everybody comes into this episode knowing what gratitude is, having a concept of what they might think that gratitude is. And for us, that kind of concept of what our current gratitude is, is obviously being thankful, you know, readiness to show your appreciation, to show kindness to people who have done something for you. Um, I think of gratitude kind of objectified as like a thank you card, which that's okay. good. That's good. I think that, but there's a difference between gratitude and stoic gratitude. And I think when I think about traditional, or not traditional gratitude, but gratitude in today's sense, it's for things that are good things that are good that happen to us, you know, somebody gives you presents, somebody gives you money, somebody helps you out in some fashion, and that's when we give gratitude. The Stoics emphasize that gratitude has to be all-encompassing. Gratitude has to, of course, be thankful for the good things, but it also means that you have to be grateful for the bad things that happen in life. You have to be grateful for every single thing that happens in your life. So today, our discussion is going to focus around that sense of Stoic gratitude and why it's good, why it's challenging to get into that mindset, but ultimately, it's rewarding in a variety of ways. And furthermore, we're also going to kind of highlight two major mindsets that people can go through life with. Uh, one being uh, drastically different than the other, and we'll we'll get into that as we get deeper into the episode. But that's going to be kind of how we summarize this all up: is these two major mindsets that a person can have walking through life. One is full of gratitude, and the other is more, you know, greed or unfulfilling um and so we'll we'll get into that but i think you know we have a lot of quotes from stoics about gratitude because it's something that they pushed very heavily in order to live a life that is fulfilling and that is meaningful and that is peaceful and the first one i guess we could start off is a seneca quote that says a wise man is content with his lot whatever it may be without wishing for what he has not and so often I think especially living in America you know here we're pretty comfortable pretty fortunate we're very well off the majority of the time Um, however it's very easy you know in being very comfortable all the time to sort of forget that the things that we have it's it's actually a privilege to have those things you know I, I use the example that my one of my good friends he took a mission trip to Rwanda not too long ago I think it was in April um, and ultimately, he uh, he went on this trip with a charity as well. Uh, and so the charity group, the leaders, and about 500 you know Rwandan natives were they were surrounded. They were in this group, and one of the charity leaders he said, um, "How many of you have ever flushed a toilet before?" And not a single person raised their hand out of about 500 people. And that that goes from crazy. Uh, you know infants to the elderly and so just something that simple that that's so everyday to us you know having access to restrooms or uh utilities and whatnot is something that some people could dream of having so if you really it's all about perspective what we wish we have more of and the things that we take for granted are some some things are that those are what other people wish they could have and that's all so the idea of gratitude is about appreciating every single thing that you have and that can seem a little bit drastic but ultimately having that like awareness 
and the gratitude over every single thing that you have in your life that benefits you, whether how much you think about it or not, is very important. Right, and I think we've used the sense of like comfortability and you know just that stagnant sense that everything we have is deserved. We've used it a lot, but for today's episode, I would kind of frame it as entitlement. I think Americans are really entitled in terms of, you know, if something minorly inconvenient happens to you, you expect it to be addressed, you expect it to be fixed, and you expect to maybe return to that comfortable sense again. That's a position, that's a perspective that is chock full of entitlement. Ultimately, if you go through life thinking that you deserve um, more, you deserve everything you get, you deserve to have great things, but you don't work towards them, then you're not going to be happy. You're going to be jealous of other people. You're not going to truly obtain that sense of joy, that sense of happiness. And I think it's very entitled to walk through life thinking that, you know, oh, you know, these things are going great for me, but I deserve more. Or, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I failed this test, and, you know, that teacher sucks, and it's not my fault. And instead, you go through with the mindset of gratitude. And I think that's why gratitude is important. It's all-encompassing in life, you know. You go through an average day, situations are going to happen to you, and you have the choice to either accept them, be grateful for them, whether they are good or bad, mm-hmm. or you have the sense of if they're good, you're like, oh, yeah, I deserve that, or if they're bad, you're like, oh, I didn't deserve that. This person sucks, or life sucks, or the world sucks, people suck, whatever it is. And that's a very unhealthy mindset to have. But I also think that gratitude is important because, um, as a famed philosopher Marcus Cicero said, gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues but is the parent of all others. Ultimately, gratitude is kind of the gateway, I would say, to the Stoic virtues. You know, we talk about wisdom, we talk about courage, talk about temperance, talk about justice. All of those require some degree of gratitude, and I think that that's why it's important to address gratitude specifically, because if we look at gratitude as some, you know, the bouncer to all of these virtues, the bouncer to a Stoic mindset, the bouncer to the gates to a Stoic lifestyle, then obviously it's important because... You can't reach these values truly if you don't have that sense of gratitude. And so I go towards, you know, what is the sense of gratitude, you know? Talk about what is a stoic mindset towards gratitude? How would I get there? And the answer I find in a Marcus Aurelius quote. He says that, quote, Convince yourself that everything is the gift of the gods, that things are good and always will be. And this isn't some, like, ploy to a denomination or any Mm -hmm. god whatsoever. All it's saying is that view everything as great. You know, something terrible happens, you know, a friend ditches you or like something that I I would praise is pretty minor, but something that could throw your day off for Mm -hmm. a second. Frame that in a good way. You learn something from it. Find something good about Mm -hmm. that situation and be grateful for that good thing in it. Mm -hmm. Or if it's just purely bad, it taught you something. So be grateful for that lesson. And that's what Marcus Aurelius is saying. He's saying that we go through our day and certainly things are good, but there are certainly things that are bad. So be grateful for the good things as they are and find a way to frame those bad things in a way that's good. And it's hard. It really is hard. Most of the things that we talk about to live this ideal stoic mindset, some of them are unobtainable and 99% of them are very hard. But you have to put in the work because ultimately you're going to be somebody who goes through life and says, you know, oh, I blame this or I blame that and this person sucks and life sucks and be a miserable person. Are you going to say, you know, that did suck, but here's what I learned from it and here's why I'm grateful. I think that's clearly the better way to operate through life. And so it's worth that hard work in terms of changing your mindset and having a shift. Well, that's sort of the beauty of stoicism is that it's not 
one certain event that causes you to be to define yourself as a stoic it's not one shift the, the idea of stoicism is constant evolution right and that's kind of the beauty of having a stoic mindset and abiding by stoic principles is that you're always able to live stoically and become more stoic or change the way that you act there, there is no one set way to do it there's always different combinations of principles or ideologies that you can implement into your life and so to, to bring it back to gratitude is it's interesting because the things that you were talking about you know being grateful for and framing in a great way like if something happens to you those are those aren't material things and that's something that's big about gratitude is I mean it's very easy to be grateful for the things that we have the physical things you know money cars or anything that can be measured with numbers that can be objectified but what gratitude truly is is you're grateful for the things that you can't see but are very relevant in your life, right? So like family, like you can see your family but you can't measure it, it's not measurable. Um, so, you know, that could be the dynamic of your family or the friendships or the connections or the opportunities that you've had. And so I think that's kind of what this quote that I'm about to say from Epictetus kind of highlights is it says, wealth consists not in having great possessions but in having few wants. And so, when he says in having great possessions, that's kind of more highlighting the, the materialistic ideology of you have a lot of things and you're grateful because you have many possessions. But in having few wants, that does you can want much more than something material. You can want a relationship, you can want a job, you can want an opportunity. So this idea of gratitude is much more applicable to the to uh, just material things. And I think also it's very in our current generation in our society it's we placed more value on material things than on i would say um things that matter in terms of our spirituality or our inner peace our inner relationship with ourselves and in doing so we've sort of misplaced this value that we really should be focused on the personal the deep the meaningful relations and connections and uh, experiences that we have and that's kind of the idea. I mean, I won't go out on a tangent, but to kind of put it into a clearer example, like money, right? We've placed this value on money and we've completely, we've sort of dictated now that money defines what a person's worth. And so it's very easy to see gratitude as only being grateful for the things instead of all the all-encompassing idea of life, right? So, I mean, do you want to add? Well, I think that with that being said, like, being grateful for material things is great. I think that that's a good start is the way that I would phrase that. I think that, you know, we're very critical of current society and placing value on the wrong things, but it's a start because if you can at least value those things, it's a start, right? If instead of, you know, saying you want more, at least you value those material things, then you can try and apply it to the things that you should value more like family. Mm -hmm. That's correct. But ultimately... I return back to that Epictetus quote because it's really interesting to watch throughout the history of kind of Stoicism and through ancient Greece, ancient Rome. Stoics hold a kind of common thread when it comes to the definition of wealth. You know, there's the famous Seneca quote that it is not the man who has too little, but the man who craves more that is poor. And it's yet again, just like Epictetus says, it's the people who want more and the people who crave constantly are the ones who truly are poor, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can have homeless people and, you know, you say, oh, they can't be wealthy. That doesn't make any sense. But if it's a homeless person and they're going through life full of joy, they're doing things that give them joy, you know, whatever that might be, 
and are ultimately happy, then yes, they are wealthy because mm-hmm. they're fulfilled, right? We have the definition of wealth as like, oh, who has the most money, which you addressed, right? But wealth really isn't that. If you look at wealth historically, sure, there are rich people, mm-hmm. but they aren't always the happiest people in society. And rich and wealthy are two completely different exactly, things. Exactly, exactly. In current society, especially in the U.S., we've kind of conjoined the two terms. And I think wealth is an all-encompassing thing in your life because there's a famous like kind of cliche that money doesn't buy happiness. And that's true mm-hmm. because... You can have, you can have a billion dollars, and still, you know, if you're alone, you're not going to be the most happy person in the world. And so it's, what do you value? Um, what do you wish for? And then where do you find happiness? Right? If you never find happiness and you're always wanting more, you're never going to truly be wealthy. You can be rich, that's for sure, but it's not going to ensure that you're happy. It's not going to ensure that you're truly wealthy, and it's not going to ensure that you're fulfilled. And so, I think it's just interesting to note that, you know. All of these Stoic philosophers, you know, obviously they follow the same school of philosophy. They're going to have very similar opinions. But you look at Seneca, you look at Marcus Aurelius, you look at Epictetus, you even go back to Zeno. All of them have even similarly structured opinions when it comes to wealth. And it's that, you know, don't desire, be happy with what you have. It's all phrased differently, but it's all structured the same. And I think it's really interesting to note that they have such a consistent idea on that. If that's the case, then as a practicing Stoic you obviously know that that's the truth. Right. Well, and so that sort of is a good, like a good leeway into this idea of, or a good transition into those, that mindset piece of it, right? So we talked about, you talked about sort of highlighting the two mindsets. One being, I deserve more, I deserve better. You're very unsatisfied. You have that sense of entitlement. You're easily angered. You're easily irritated because you never feel like you have enough, right? And I feel like it's very easy to fall into that when we live in a in a time where we it almost feels like we should have access to everything and to a lot of things because it's easy and it's very accessible. But then there's the, the flip side, which is a more stoic-based, gratitude-based mindset that sort of, to put it in a simple, a simple way, is nobody owes me anything. The world doesn't owe me anything. I'm not entitled to anything. And with this mindset, you sort of, you have a sense, you develop a sense of inner peace and things are easily more enjoyable for you. You can walk through life with this feeling of fulfillment and gratitude and you appreciate everything because you know that nobody owes you anything. Everything that you have is a privilege. It's, it's, you don't, it's not owed. It's just something that you have and that's why you're grateful for it because there's this mental cloud that a lot of people can kind of be trapped inside where it's i deserve this i deserve this because but then there's no good reason to follow certainly if you work hard for something you just you definitely deserve the results but also you have to understand that they're not going to come right away so whether you think you deserve them at a certain time or not and they don't you don't necessarily get those results right away and you're still in the mindset of i deserve more then you're going to be upset but if you're in this mindset of nobody owes me anything, then you're going to say, wow, I've, I came all this way and I still haven't found the results yet, but I'm thankful for how far I've come, right? So then you sort of start to develop this, this grateful mindset and you're grateful for all the experiences that have shaped you. And then you become system-based and not outcome-based. You learn, that's how you learn to enjoy the process. Right. I think you're spot on with your two mindsets. I, I have something similar. I would phrase the kind of mindset that's gratitude based is inconquerable right 
Imagine you wake up in the morning and the first thing you say to yourself is that I'm grateful for the simple opportunity to live, right? I'm grateful that I woke up. I'm grateful that I get to experience the day. And you say, when good things happen, I'm going to thank everything and everyone that got me there. Bad things happen. I'm going to learn from whatever happened and I'm going to be thankful for that opportunity to learn. You go through the day with that mindset. What's going to phase you? What's going to make you upset? Nothing. Because you can experience the worst day of your life and you're still going to come out with a silver lining because you had that mindset going into it. And I'll acknowledge that it's it's incredibly hard to do that. I think for me personally, I try to have this mindset, but still my gut reaction, and this is the honest truth, my gut reaction whenever something bad happens is first anger. And I think that's totally okay. I think that's that's normal. Right. But the key, and this is why I would call what I would call like practical stoicism, like you're not going to go through the day and then something bad happens. You're going to be like, ah, whatever. That's not going to be your first reaction. Right. We're human. And unless you try and practice this for 20 years where you're still going to have lapses, but you have to put that work in, right? When you're beginning, you're going to have that happen. Your first reaction is going to be anger. I think the key, if you want to make stoicism practical, is you recognize that anger. You're like, okay, I got angry, mm-hmm. but why am I angry? And then you fix it, right? You're not going to be perfect. You're not going to go throughout your day with this entire mindset. But if you wake up and at least tell yourself that, you're starting out in a better place than most, and you're going to be able to work on things throughout the day. You're ultimately going to be improving as a Stoic and as just a generally nice person. Well, that's a very common Stoic practice, right, is being emotionally aware, and you have to recognize your emotions, and it's very okay to feel them. And But then that's where we sort of talk about, but then you have to know when to you know, show them, when to, how to leverage them, when to use them, etc. And so... That kind of reminds me of this idea of, you know, you wake up and you tell yourself that. And it's, it's, a, it's really all about being in the present, right? You, you, you're, not, you're not focused on the future. You're not lingering on the past. You're very focused on the present moment and how you can react in the present moment. And so there's this, it's a longer quote, but it's from Seneca. And I think it really highlights that idea and that practice that's very important. And it goes, quote, true, pra- uh, true happiness is to enjoy the present without anxious dependence upon the future, not to amuse ourselves with either hopes or fears, but to rest satisfied with what we have, which is sufficient for he that is so wants nothing. And so in being grateful, uh, and I guess to to tie that back into gratitude, um, true happiness is to enjoy the present. And you know, now with we, we live in such a fast paced, high demand high, highly demanding society where our time is of essence is of the essence always and so when we live in a in a world like that it's very hard to sometimes just stop take a breath look at the world in third person and just kind of take a break and enjoy where we are and off i mean this isn't necessarily a stoic quote but i'm going to kind of paraphrase it but it's like it goes uh something similar to the t- I don't even realize that the things I used to pray for I have now, you know? And so, again, that's not to promote religion or anything, but it's it's sort of the idea that we wish for things, and then when we get there, we're so focused on the next thing that we don't even realize that we have them. And that's that's the important thing about gratitude is we have to be so grateful for what we have because a lot of the times we wish for these things and then we get them, but because we're so focused on wishing for the next thing, we don't we can't even appreciate what we used to want it's absolutely crazy that you bring that up bring up that paraphrase quote because i was actually going to lead it off with an epictetus quote that basically is the same exact thing 
That's what you said. Epictetus says that do not spoil what you have by desiring what you have not. Remember that what you now have was once among the things you hoped for. Right? If you always want something, you're never going to be satisfied. You may get the thing that you initially wanted, but you're not going to be happy. It's like a little kid on Christmas who, you know, they ask for a bike. They get a bike, and then their older sibling gets, like, a scooter or something cooler, and they're like, oh, well, I wanted that. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that really the mindset you're going to walk through life with? I think a bike something? is cooler than a scooter. Like those electric scooters? <laughs> I don't know. I was okay. Just trying yeah, to... No, I'm just messing <laughs> I got an electric scooter for Christmas, so that's why I was thinking okay, about that. But okay, fair. Anyway, besides that tangent. But, like, are you really going to go through life with that mindset? Mm-hmm. Are you going to go through life with, like, oh, you know, they have something cooler than me. I want that now. And then you go and see another person, and they're like, oh, that's cooler than that. I want mm-hmm. that now. Like, it's so such a flimsy style of life to go through where you're always kind of caving to your wants and your desires where that's what you're working for. Mm-hmm. Instead of having one goal, dedicating yourself to that goal and going through the process and being grateful right. along the way. Because ultimately you're going to get that and then you're going to be so happy with it that like, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm happy with where I'm at in life. And I think that that's something that we should all strive for. I think one concept that we haven't mentioned is the concept of amor fati, which is love of your fate in Latin. Um, it's often attributed to Nitschke, but it was also taught by Epictetus and Marcus Aurelius. But it's, again, that does that just love of everything, right? You were talking about how, like, family, things that aren't measurable, aren't, like, physically tangible are the true things that matter. And I think fate and destiny is the same way. Your fate, your destiny isn't me- measurable. It's not linear. It's not something that ultimately you can track because life is going to bring things good and bad that push you towards your ultimate destiny. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you just love that journey, you're going to love where you end up and therefore you're going to be a truly happy person. And so I think that that's another concept there's so many concepts so many tools that you can apply to gratitude just pick one Mm -hmm. like it's very hard to make that mindset shift but there's so many tools out there for you to do so that it's incredibly easy to start and i think that you can be a person who gives gratitude now to you know they're thankful you know you send out those thank you cards for gifts like you're always present in the moment and thankful for the good things apply that same concept Mm -hmm. to bad things and ultimately your life's going to be so much more rewarding because you're going to keep that same level of appreciation for the good things, but then the bad things are going to turn into those good things. And so everything in your life is going to be appreciated. Everything in your life you're going to be grateful for. Hopefully you're going to walk through the day being a happier person. And to, to sort of emphasize your point, I mean, that what you're really trying to, I think what you're saying is it's it's really about perspective, right? If you If you can turn the bad things into good, then it's really... All it is is the problems that you have are really mental. You know, you can really change. There's a there's a quote. It's not stoic again, but it's we don't see the world as it, as it is. We see the world as we are. And so, if you change that perspective and you can change that mindset, and again, it's not an easy thing to do. Much easier said than done, but it's a very simple fix. And so, if you can sort of flip that switch in your head, and to where you're always grateful for what you have, because you have to understand that somebody else has it worse somebody else doesn't have it as good as you someone out there if they saw you you would be enough for them to be happy forever you know and so well we're always going to be chasing more and that's not to to say that you know having dreams and having being high highly ambitious and wanting those to come to fruition is a bad thing and that makes us greedy there's a there's a fine line certainly between being ambitious and being greedy i think and i think The reason I say it's being greedy is because that's what sort of an unlimited wants and desires is. And I think there's 
it's important to note that like your example, you know, you get a gift at Christmas, but then you see someone else with something else and then you want that. And then you, it's this cycle of wanting more and more. Well, that's what greed is. And so you can't be greedy and have gratitude at the same time, because what gratitude is, is you're sort of humbling yourself and you're saying, okay, I don't need more. I'm happy with what I have. What I have is perfectly fine. And that's just sort of this mindset that allows you to be at peace with yourself. The, your, the cycle and the, the, the thoughts in your head that seem like they're never ending are going to start to slow down once you sort of start sitting down and appreciating what you have in the present moment. Well, and I just like to pick up on what you said. Once you get into this mindset of gratitude, once you're able to be gracious for everything that you get, it becomes a balance of progress versus desire, right? Mm-hmm. You're absolutely correct. You know, desire of having the unlimited wants, unlimited needs is a terrible way to go through life. But then if you do the opposite, right? If you're 100% grateful or whatever you want to call it, and you're like, okay, I'm happy. I'm not going to do anything. Like, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. That's also not a good way to look at it. And because, right. you know, we're very one-dimensional, I'll go back to the gym and use the gym as an example, sure. right? Sure. There's nothing like want or desire about the gym. Gym's hard work. And so it's something where you can go through, it's painful, you know, it's hard, it's incredibly tough sometimes to get through it, but you do the work. And so that's progress. That's improving yourself. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with the desire to want to improve yourself. Mm -hmm. There is something wrong with an unlimited desire to improve your situation. Because your situation will never be perfect. Even with this mindset, your situation will never be perfect. I think gratitude is saying, you know what, this is good enough for me. I'm happy here. Mm-hmm. And and when you have that mindset of gratitude, and we talked about this in a previous episode, uh, was perfection. And once you sort of develop this this gracious mindset, then you can sort of eliminate the perfectionist mindset because you understand that not everything is in your control, and not everything is going to be great all the time. So when you're when you have this, when you practice gratitude, you understand that when things go south and things start to get really tough instead of being like oh i need to be in control of everything right now everything needs to be good instead you accept the hardship and you accept the obstacles that are coming your way but you see it as an opportunity for growth Mm -hmm. simply put that is the most simple way i can put it right and i think that again we've emphasized this throughout the entire episode it's difficult but I'd like to kind of end with some, you know, practical examples, right? Your family life. You, you live at home currently, um, whether in high school or in college, even if you're younger or older. Maybe it's not the best, right? We have some adult listeners. Maybe your marriage is strained, you know. Whatever it is, it teaches you how not to act. If you have a terrible family life, you have, you know, God forbid, abusive parents or a toxic household, it teaches you what not to be. Mm-hmm. And if you apply your knowledge right, you're going to be a fantastic parent. Mm-hmm. And so you have to look towards the future, right? Mm-hmm. If it sucks now, you're learning. And you'd be grateful for that opportunity that at least you get to learn. You know, Like you said, there's always going to be people who have it worse than you. Mm-hmm. So if you frame it that way, right? You have a toxic household. At least you have both parents. Maybe mm-hmm. Any way that you can frame it positively is the right thing or to do. Or even at least you have... A roof over your head exactly right Right. at least you have the basic needs covered the simple things and that's not to say you know don't go living your life comparing yourself to people who have it worse than you but it's certainly useful to remind yourself in times where it seems like nothing is going your way 
of how it could be worse and even on the most basic degree right like you were saying you have an abusive household and you're like seriously how could it get any worse i can't even be at my home oh well i at least i have a home right i'm fed i have a roof over my head i have a place to sleep right so just sometimes being very simple and not overcomplicating things and just being extremely grateful for the things that seem like they should just be given to you all the time, that's what's going to lead you to be fulfilled. Well, and even if you can't frame it that way, like I said, just look towards the future, right? Mm -hmm. You have this knowledge that puts you in a position of power over other people because they know, you know what not to do. You know how to seek an actually healthy relationship and maintain it, right? Right. You know how to be a great parent. And so think about, you know, oh, I'm going to be a great parent in 10, 20 years. Like I'm going to have a healthy marriage. I'm going to have a very happy household. And then you can start doing things in the now. And you're going to be grateful for the experience beforehand. Mm-hmm. Another example, you know, we have a lot of college listeners. College is hard. We took AP Calculus. That was not fun. And I'm not looking forward to calculus in college. But those hard classes ultimately challenge you. They make you learn more. They make you think more. They make you... It's a struggle. They make you more intelligent, yeah. right? So be grateful for that. They make you more resilient. You, you fail the mm-hmm. test, right? Go in and work harder. Like, mm-hmm. go get some extra help, study... And maybe you do well on the next test. You can be grateful for the experience. Mm-hmm. You learn more and you are challenged. Would you rather go through college and every test is an easy A and you don't have to show up and you don't engage? I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I would hate that experience. Mm-hmm. Because it's meaningless. Just me personally and I think the Stoics accept challenge. Mm-hmm. So seek that challenge at college. And so when it's hard, be grateful that you are experiencing college as it should be, mm-hmm. which is challenging and making you grow as a person and as a thinker. And then I'll use my final example as just friendships. You know, friendships are kind of applicable at all ages. And you're going to run into people who um, are great friends or lifelong friends or people that, you know, you trust and are like family. Mm-hmm. But you're also going to run into people who suck and who you didn't realize it at the time, but you befriended them and then they were toxic or they used you or whatever it is. Each one of those toxic friends, each one of those bad friends is a lesson. It's oh, a lesson in traits that you don't want to surround mm-hmm. yourself with types of people who you don't want to surround yourself with so you're not going to make that same mistake again but if you had never experienced that you would make it down the road so be grateful that you experienced it now so you have longer in life to go through not making the same mistake these are all concrete examples i feel like are very applicable to any situation and to our audience especially and look how easy it is to frame it in a grateful way Mm -hmm. it's hard initially it's really hard to flip that switch and say you know what this sucked, but I'm grateful for it. It's very hard. I, I struggle with it. Like I said, sometimes I react to those things with anger. But it's just a process. Mm-hmm. It's a process. And I think that one final tool I'll give that has really helped me personally in my journey is gratitude journaling. Right, mm-hmm. And this can be you actually physically write stuff down or you just think about it through kind of meditation. It's something that Marcus Aurelius practiced and preached. And it's basically you either write down you think about every single event that happened to you throughout the day. Meditations. It's a great book. You should read Meditations. And ultimately what you do is you find the good in them. Mm-hmm. If they were a fun event, a good event, you know, you took your dog for a walk, you, ex- you enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. It's easy. But if it's a tough day, it's really hard to find those good things. But going through that thought process at the end of the day is great because you're going to wake up the next day and you're going to say, you know, I learned from all these things and I'm going to go throughout mm-hmm. this day and it'll be better. It's yeah. a great way to end the day. It's yet another tool. And I think that... Um, I'll let you wrap up, but that's just yeah. that's just what I have to say. I think you go through like you go through your day, start the day with that mindset. You know, I'm grateful for the simple opportunity to live, and whatever happens to me today happens. End your day with some sort some sort of gratitude journaling. 
where you document the events of your day and you find something good about them. And then in between, you're going through with this mindset of gratitude. You may have ups and downs. You may have times where you didn't keep the mindset. That's fine. At least you're trying. But implement these tools. See how it goes. Well, I think you're spot on with gratitude journaling. Um, when you journal, you know, it's funny. To, th- to put it simply, even just thinking about it, it seems very obvious. But you're putting things that are in the idea realm, the ideal realm of ideas and you're putting them into the physical world on paper and when you do that there's this switch that flips in your brain where you sort of recognize it you accept it because now it's here now you can see it um and i guess if if i were to to close with any piece of advice i don't want to drag on too long but i'll keep it very simple and say the idea of accepting the good and the bad and being grateful starts with accepting the idea that stoics believed that fate is fate there are things that are uncontrollable but it's all lined out and mapped out for a purpose that is specific to you and that is going to lead you to great things life would be meaningless without struggle and life would be meaningless without challenge because if you never experience hardship then you can never know what it's like to be comfortable Likewise, if you never experience pain, you can never know what it's like to be happy. And so when you undergo this trial and error, what it seems like to be a trial and error um, part of your life, which is honestly never ending because life will always have something to throw at you, accepting the idea that there will be things you can't control and that all you can do is control your reaction to it is how you're going to start to develop this sense of gratitude, accepting that the good and the bad have to come as a pair then you'll accept that and you'll start to develop this gracious mindset. And so with that, uh, I would just say, you know, always be grateful for the things you have. Tell your parents you love them or tell a friend you love them. You know, let someone know that you're grateful for them because being grateful is ultimately all you can do in a world that is cold and that is harsh. And if you're grateful and you're happy, then it's going to be much easier for you to walk through life Um, feeling fulfilled, feeling at peace, and feeling the sense of enjoyment. So this has been the Gen Z Stoic, episode 18, a conversation around gratitude. And I'd be remiss to say on an episode without gratitude, we are very grateful for our audience, for our fans, for our feedback. We're grateful for the journey, and we're going to be continuing to be grateful forever the podcast goes. Like you said, it's been episode 18, gratitude. I've been your co-host, Ren. Co-host, Mateo, and we will see you next time.